1: to Monsters and Mixers, the spine-chilling podcast guaranteed to quench your thirst for all things spooky and one thing drinky. Can't get enough of paranormal or true crime stories? Then this is the place for you. We are your hosts, Amy and Emma, and each episode will feature a new story and a new cocktail recipe to help calm your nerves while you listen. So grab your ingredients, pull the covers up tight, and prepare to be terrified by tales of the darkness among us. Welcome back to Monsters and Mixers. I am Amy. And I'm Emma. And we're back this week to bring you another paranormal tale. Very exciting. It's officially spooky season. It is October 3rd. October. Yay! I'm very excited. We did some Halloween stuff today. Went to a little um, local brewery and they had a Halloween, um, kind of like craft beer going like on. It. Got an adorable sweatshirt with a troll dressed up for Halloween. Not a troll, a gnome dressed up for <laughs> Halloween. It's, it's like super a cute. A pumpkin gnome. I'm excited. I'm wearing it to work tomorrow. It feels very Octobery today. It's it very does. like gloomy outside, which I'm enjoying, but it's making me very sleepy. It is um, kind of rainy. It's seven ish around here, and it's been pitch black for a long time, which I don't really like. I like it. This is like the, my favorite time of the year, so I don't mind. I like the fall, and I like all the other things that come with fall. I really hate when it's so dark because I get really, really sleepy. And I mean, Sundays, I don't mind because I can just kind of lounge around and chill. But during the week when it happens, it's just not my favorite. So as much as I really like the change of the weather and the atmosphere kind of relaxing and becoming a little crisper and all the things that come with it, don't like the early darkness.
0: I don't mind it too much because I like sleeping anyways. (laughs) So like my thing is I'm up until five in the morning and then it's still dark outside. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Instead of the sun coming up
1: at 5 in the morning. I get up at 5 in the morning and it's dark then too. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. I'm on like a vampiric schedule right now. So I was on a vampire schedule at one point in time. And I actually think I prefer that way of living. I'm much more comfortable being awake at night and up doing nighttime things. But that just doesn't really work with being in education as I am. Yeah. Luckily
0: for me, I don't have to
1: be up early for any job. (laughs)
0: I'm quite the opposite, which is probably why I'm on this schedule. Yeah,
1: it's good for you. Like a hermit. The schedule's good for you. Yeah. If you have not seen the recipe for this week, we have a really delicious cocktail that we're probably going to have to refill. It is compiled of vodka. It's a, okay, so it's one ounce of caramel vodka. A Half ounce of apple schnapps, or we used apple pucker, same thing, same thing, an ounce of apple cider, half an ounce of sour mix, and then you just mix it all together and put it in a cocktail glass. And Which, like, it is based my off favorite of recipe, sounds like it would be
0: very sour. I don't think it's sour at all. No, it's
1: yummy, like
0: it just tastes like a caramel apple. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always kind of like weary of like the sweet flavored, um. Vodkas, because I don't really know how that would like translate well, but it's very good. I do like
1: whipped cream vodka, though; shit's good. And I'm not really a vodka fan. I like vodka and things you can't taste it, like Bloody Marys and whatnot, but this is divine. It's my absolute favorite drink we've made so far. Yeah. Any drink where I can drink apple cider, go on, cause mm-hmm. it's my favorite thing ever. This is our second week in a row that we've had apple cider drinks. Yep. And I'm British enjoying Ballers. it. I love apple cider so much. It's really good. Well, we don't have a whole lot of things going on outside of the podcast that we're doing today. So we're just going to jump straight in and I'm going to tell you about this really cool place called the original Springs hotel. And it's in this tiny little town called Oakville, Illinois. And so I have, I have it all written up. It says once just a dream wished for by original owner, Rudolph Pluggy, the original Springs hotel in Oakville, Illinois, has attracted people from the ill and infirm to the curious and danger-seeking. Just off the highway, surrounded by cornfields, the small town of Oakville, population 1,529, offers a glimpse into small-town America and days gone by. It is hard to imagine that this was once one of the larger towns in the area, but it was. People from all over were drawn to the hotel by the promise of rejuvenation of both mind and body and the healing waters of the mineral spring. Much like the Mineral Springs Hotel in nearby Alton, Illinois, this hotel also offered people the chance to swim in an on-site pool filled with the waters. You could and still can pay for a mineral bath and massage to ease your tensions. The hotel has undergone many changes over the years, some due to the changing hands of ownership and others due to unforeseen circumstances like the fire in 1891. The fire pretty much ruined and took down like most of the building they had to rebuild it It's happened a few times where they have really had to rebuild the whole thing nevertheless one thing always remained the same people were actually said to have been cured by of some ailments after swimming in and drinking of the water so they have some stories of people actually taking dips and being cured it's kind of cool Things didn't always go great for the owners though, and in October of eighteen ninety-eight, a tragic event occurred. Alex Morgan, the then owner, a much beloved member of the community, went to meet some stockholders from St. Louis when he accidentally stepped in front of a moving train and was killed instantly. How do you accidentally step in front of a moving train? I think he thought it was stopped or didn't see it. I they didn't really say. I mean obviously he couldn't explain what his thought process was. <laughs> A train is like
0: a very large, very easy thing to hear and see coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like they give you a, a pretty big warning before it shows up right next to you. Well, and he was going to a train depot, so it wasn't a surprise there were trains there. Oh, man. I'm trying to victim shame you or come on. <laughs> what the hell?
2: <laughs> um,
1: needless to say, the entire town was in shock at the news, and his death left a great void at the hotel. Shortly after Alex's death, his brother Andrew took over the management of the hotel, but he didn't spend much time there and eventually left the area entirely, leaving the hotel in the hands of staff members. So he traveled back and forth between here and Texas a lot and then decided that Texas was really where he wanted to be. So he's like, bye,
2: you guys can take over.
1: over. Not too long after this, Reverend Sheerbaum <laughs> became a new owner of the, of the hotel. So they just... He was like, I'm done, you can have it, you know, you buy it. So he took over and he began to make some additional changes to the building. Sadly, he was not able to accomplish much because he died two years later after a short battle with an illness that no one believed to be very serious. Which kind of tends to be a theme that I came across here. Like, this building, for some reason, the people who owned it were very prone to tragedy and things, like, befalling them. Do you think, like, maybe... Maybe because they had, like, the
0: mineral pools that they thought would heal everything. Like, if someone had an actual serious issue, they were almost kind of like, just go in the pool and, like, didn't really, like, tell them to,
1: like, seek medical attention because they thought that would fix everything. That wasn't the impression I got from reading that. They didn't say what illness he had, but I think it was something that normally isn't fatal, and it, for them, it just ended up being fatal. They didn't disclose what it was. His family continued to make some changes to the building until it was sold again at a later date. This history of new owners taking over and attempting to make changes continued for much of the life of the building. During this time, other people close to the hotel died of various ailments or in various ways, all while connected to the hotel. So lots of death, lots of changes. It's kind of an all-around sad background to the hotel. Anna Shirebaum, who took over after The other Shirebomb died. Yeah. Um, No, she was his wife. So she died after she had a long illness also. And she was the current manager of the hotel at the time, manager slash owner, which opened it up to her son, Ben, being able to take over the reins. And Ben's story is really sad. Ben and his wife, Alma, took care of the hotel for many years. However, Alma was pretty unhappy and their marriage was said to be pretty rocky. She left Ben not long after the hotel had closed down for the season. So back during this time, they were open when it was warmer and things more conducive to people actually bathing in the mineral water. And then they closed up in the winter time. So she was super unhappy. She left Ben. She was like, Nope, can't do it. Just got up and left. And he was there by himself. Ben became very desperate and he searched everywhere for her, all the places he thought she could be but he couldn't find her. He went off and looked for three days. Then he came back and he begged her parents to tell him where she was. He could not live without her. They wanted nothing to do with him. Pretty much told him to fuck off and get off their porch and they weren't going to help him. And poor Ben became very sad and dejected. And he returned to the empty hotel all by himself. It wasn't until five days later, that a traveling salesman who wasn't even supposed to be at that hotel, he had made a reservation at another nearby hotel, but got the names mixed up, shows up to check in, goes to open the front door, it's unlocked, so he walks in, You know, it's a hotel, walks past the front desk, because no one's there, and started down the main hallway, past the hotel office and everything, After walking a short distance, he noticed a corridor that turned off to the left. So he is looking for somebody. So he took that passageway and it led out to the old bathhouse that they had. He only took a few steps when he saw a huge pool of dried blood on the floor. He was really startled and he looked up and he saw that there was a man. Later they identified him as Ben Shirebaum slumped against the wall with a good portion of his head missing and a shotgun and a curtain rod next to his body. So he had used the curtain rod to pull the trigger of the shotgun and shot himself and killed himself. Like I said, it had been five days. So his body was not in very good condition when he found him next to his body. There were several letters um, that he had written to people. He had his wife's picture with him on the floor next to his body. And then not too far away, he had written a letter and addressed it to his father-in-law. Because remember, Ben's parents both died. And the letter asked him to please call the coroner and then to forget that the whole thing ever happened. So he's essentially like, hey, here I am. Sorry. Just call the coroner, take care of it, and then go about your business. I found that to be incredibly sad. Yeah. His body was left unnoticed in the hotel for days after a suicide because no one was there. No one, there was no one around to even notice that he was missing because he had no one. However, a rumor started to circulate around the town that people remembered a few days before his body was found that the horses in the town started getting really scared and were refusing to walk past the hotel. And there are a couple different theories on that. Some people thought it was because Animals can smell so much better than people. So maybe they were smelling the dried blood or could tell what was going on. And some people thought possibly Ben's spirit had became active and was actually actively scaring the horses away because he didn't want anybody to come by. I don't know. I'll let you decide which one you think it probably was. I would hope that
0: he wouldn't be stuck to that place in the afterlife. I, He would... You would think, but we'll talk about that a little bit now. That would be horrible. Later. Like trying to escape that and then
1: waking up and you're there. Probably. That would be That would really suck. It would yeah. Be even sadder. The hotel was no stranger to people that were less than savory coming either. There was this. Like and I've never. Kinda, it is kind of like the Cecil. I actually thought about that when I was doing it. So there's this gangster named Charlie Berger who I had never heard of but he um, used to use the Mineral Springs as a meeting place. The people that worked there at the time said he was always nice to them, but it was known that when he came into his business, you just stayed out of his way. He and his guys went back to a certain room. His bodyguards were always out in the hallway like with guns and things, making sure nobody came back. It's like Tony Soprano. I'm kind of. <laughs> like,
0: we know what's going on. We're just going to let you do it.
1: Yeah. rallies, right And that were It yeah. always was. Um, It is speculated that during the time that Charlie Berger was there, that the hotel was also used as a speakeasy and a brothel. The current hotel owners, um, I believe it's the ones that own it to this day, discovered a trap door and a hidden room in the lower part of the hotel. And they think that is where they stored the liquor during prohibition. And many other people think that given his ruthless history, Charlie Berger May have killed people, and they actually were like murdered in that part of the hotel. There's no proof to that, but you know how sometimes there's a lot of there's a little bit of truth to every rumor, and many people think that he, because he was there so often, and his bodyguards kept it so well guarded, that that's where he came to dispose of people.
0: I don't know. Well. We shall see. Says that they could have met their end there. So, do they think that he was killing people there, or was he disposing of people there?
1: Killing. Okay. That would have. I mean, there was a well that they could have disposed of bodies in, like. They but, water from that. Yeah, room. but that would be that would make no sense. Yeah, no, because they would have found that base probably. Mm-hmm.
0: If it's your water source, you're going to know when it's messed up.
1: You would think. And
0: also, kind of remind <laughs> me of the Cecil when we were doing that.
1: A um, another kind of tragic owner story. This man named Tom Rogers became the owner of the building and he was also the owner of a nearby hotel called the Washington Springs Hotel. So there were a few people competing once they realized there was mineral spring water in the area and it was actually helping people. That is the sound of the cat playing in her little cat house. It has a walkway that's super crunchy, so. Tell Violet hello. (laughs) We're hoping she stops soon. She literally
0: never does that unless we're recording.
1: Yeah, it's the only time she runs in there. She knows that she's being a nuisance. Next time we will take it upstairs. (laughs) So anyway, Tom Rogers bought the Washington Springs Hotel, and he was also owner of the original Mineral Springs Hotel. And like I said, this was owned during the Depression and Prohibition things, and we're going to have to take a little break if she doesn't stop doing that. That's really annoying. Violet! Hold on one sec. Okay, we have neutralized the cat menace. She has been banished to the other side of the basement. We shall see if that works, but it actually turns out she did us a bit of a favor, because (laughs) immediately after I paused it, the internet crashed in the house, so... We would have had to stop talking anyway. She knew what was coming. Yeah, She was like, hold on, wait a minute. They really are quite adorable cats, even though they're pains in the ass every time we try to do anything. Mm -hmm. But we love them and we would not have it any other way. part of the territory. Yeah. So if you don't like cats, this isn't the place for you. All right. Back to the old Mineral Springs, original Springs Hotel. Yeah, and Tom Rogers. So Tom Rogers bought the old Mineral Springs Hotel. And so he was running that and the Washington Springs Hotel. I'm just laughing because I think you said this four times. I think so. So <laughs> if you haven't picked up yet, Tom Rogers owns the place at this time. The Washington Springs Hotel really got hit hard by the depression and he wasn't able to really run it how he wanted after that. So he came up with this brilliant plan. He was going to convert part of it to a nursing home, which... I don't know about you. Part but of it? Part of it, just part. So, this isn't the, the original hotel we were talking about, but it's another one, and I'm only mentioning it because it really speaks to the eccentricity of this guy and everything. So, he had the first floor of the Washington Hotel, it was a nursing home. You could still rent the rooms on the second floor.
0: This is literally hotel season. Yeah,
1: so I'm sure you would imagine that not a whole lot of people would want to stay in a nursing home. I mean, it's kind of depressing, really sad. Also, like, who would want to send their elderly family
0: members off to a nursing home where all of these, like, random people are coming in and staying?
1: Right. It's not very safe for anyone involved, I don't think. Which is exactly why it didn't take very long, and that hotel became completely... A nursing home it was no longer a hotel so it actually became the largest nursing home in the um, state for a long time and that meant that Tom could spend a lot of time at the old mineral Springs hotel instead and he became increasingly stranger and stranger and people were like this guy's just kind of weird we don't know what's going on and he ran the hotel for a long time and then one day they think he might have just kind of worked himself to death he worked a lot Somebody went upstairs and he was just dead. So he's, you know, they don't know if he worked himself to death or just died in natural causes. He didn't have any family. So the hotel was sold off to a new couple and over and over and over people bought it. And that just kind of brings us up to today. And I didn't really want this to be a history lesson on the hotel because they, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was necessary. But I wanted to tell you about some of the people that passed away there because there are seven active spirits that live in the hotel, but not, they haven't been able to figure out who all of them are. Some people think they might be Tom. Other people think they might be Ben. They think there might be lots of people. And there are some spirits that live there that they have no clue who they are. They just, they have no connection. They are not anybody that they can remember ever having owned, visited any of that kind of stuff.
0: Well, it's kind of like what we talked about in our mineral Springs episode with Dave, like, you don't have to necessarily believe that where you're what you're attached to after you die is some place that you even like visited in your life on Earth. Yeah. Like it could just be a place that they heard of when they were younger and were like, Oh, that sounds awesome. I want to go there.
1: And I also think, too, that like we talked about at the other the minerals have so much energy and water itself is an energy conductor that possibly spirits are just drawn there. Mm-hmm. To kind of investigate a little bit more because I was really curious and it's really close to us. So, you know, you haven't even mentioned you stayed there. Yeah. I stayed there last night. (laughs) I was very excited. I was saving that. It was going to be, it's going to be a surprise, but yeah, so we stayed there and I brought all my ghost hunting equipment that I got for Christmas last year. (laughs) I was all excited. We, um, it's a really cute place. Uh, if you are in this area and you're looking for something to do, it is not fancy. There are no bells and whistles definitely could do with a little more updating it could be <laughs> a little more modernized but it was clean and I don't mind if things are dated as long as I don't feel like I'm sleeping with rats or bedbugs and it was not that kind of place What's also really neat is that it was kind of a crappy day yesterday it was a little rainy and ucky and gross. there's a restaurant on site and there's a bar so and a pool and once, once you get there the hotel bar. yeah once you get there you don't really have to go anywhere unless you want to and there's a grocery store real close that you can get snacks and whatnot. So we stayed. I tried really hard to get some evidence, and I was not successful in capturing anything. I used my EVP and my ghost um, spirit box.
2: I don't think I know how
1: to use the spirit box. I tried really hard. At one point, I was picking up somebody's radio, though <laughs> so I know that was not right. But we did have some really good conversations. There was a really sweet young lady um, that was waiting on us when we were at the restaurant bar, just having a couple glasses of wine and whatnot. And she told us some of the stories and she said that they're in the restaurant, which I'm going to post the pictures I took so you guys can see. But there is, when you walk in, there's like some tables. It looks like it could have been at one point, like a ballroom where maybe people danced. It's kind of an open area. So to the right is the kitchen and then the little bar and to the left there, I'm doing hand motions like y'all can see me. Um, To the left was an upper level where I think people might have danced at one point and some more tables. And I instantly, when I came in and no one was, it wasn't busy. So we were just kind of wandering around waiting for someone to talk to us. Felt really drawn to that area. So I walked up and I was just randomly snapping pictures in weird spots. And of course I had to tell her why, why we were there and talk to her and you know, I wanted to know if there was any good stuff. And she was like, well, interestingly, where you were up at when you were taking your pictures is where we see all the um, paranormal activity. There's like a mist that we see up there, things like that. And she was probably close to your age. She was, couldn't have been more than 25, but she said she's worked there for a while and they always, always feel like somebody is watching them when they're working. When we were sitting there, she walked back into the kitchen to get some food for a table and she came out and she looked really startled and we were like, you okay? She's like, yeah, this thing that's, always on top of our fridge that we never move it's never fallen just fell off on the floor while we were all standing there no one was by it and she said that like we talked about when we talked about our house in the hauntings she said things really seem to be ramping up right now this time of the year and they always do and so we had a little bit of a discussion about why we think it's probably more foot traffic yeah and we i kind of think that it's you know, we're talking about, like, the season changing and things like that. The atmosphere gets really thin right now. And I almost wonder if that opens up the veil between this world and that. It makes it a little easier for spirits to walk around. She, you, so you said it was, like, ballroom and then, like, balcony? No, not really a balcony. So the okay. restaurant is actually from the outside. You have to walk downstairs to get to it. And when you walk in, it's flat. It's flat. But then there's like a raised, like maybe one step to the left. So, not really. I was going to say,
0: because if it was at one time a brothel, then we know how those go.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What was that creepy thing where they were, oh, that horrible movie (laughs) that people. It wasn't horrible. We liked that movie. Is that the one that they nicknamed? Yeah, we're not. (laughs) We have to say it. I have to find out what movie it was. So, there's this movie that we watched about. On Netflix. It was actually. It. it was not I terrible, liked it. I liked but it a lot. it's been dubbed the house. You guys have seen the houses Come that October on the third floor. If you've seen the houses that October built. Um, this movie's been nicknamed the house that Come built <laughs> <laughs> because it's just really disgusting. Secretion everywhere, all well, the time. It's a, it's a building so that
0: bad. was once a brothel. So I'm like thinking, if you are familiar with like how old timey brothels typically were built it's like a lower it's a spectators yeah it's a spectator thing um so there's like a lower floor where people the women usually would be with whoever they were doing their stuff with and then all of the dudes that were paying to like watch them would be up watching so that's what made me think of that when you said that
1: no it's not quite like that
0: it's called The it. Girl on the Third Floor if you want
1: to want watch it. I liked it a lot. It was it's good. Just be good. prepared. It's pretty. Very,
0: very weird, but it was
1: good. Yeah. It was. It, and you know what? It was original, which is not something you can say for a lot of scary movies. I can't think of another one that was like it. <laughs> no, no. And It's not the worst off-brand scary movie I've ever seen. No, I like that it. was the one we only refer to as Goo Gaga. Only Goo Goo Gaga. We cannot talk about that movie. I will never tell you what it was. <laughs> that was the grossest movie I've ever seen in my life. I don't even remember what it was called. But no. Next to the entity. On the entities. Okay, yeah. So like I said, there are seven different spirits there. In the room that we stayed in, we were in room 78. So you walk. It's actually 278, but they only called it 78, which is weird to me. Because you had to walk up the stairs. It was on the second floor. And our first key didn't work that Said 78 on it, we had to go back down, and it's old school, so you have an actual key, it wasn't a key card. So, your dad had to go back down and get another key, and he brought it up, and it said 278, and that one worked. I was like, Yeah, because <laughs> so the room where we stayed actually was by where the young lady that was bartending told us that's where Ben, the poor love struck guy who shot himself, they see him the most in that area. So Ben's one of the spirits that they see there, which earlier when you said you hoped he wasn't stuck there because he was trying to get away from it is really sad that he is in fact, many people believe stuck there. Uh, there was a family at one point that moved in there back in 1992. And they think that this apartment that they moved into, because they were owners is where they used to store the water and they did tell us they think all the entities there are friendly i am not so sure i'll tell you why i don't know if that's 100 percent what i believe so a friendly entity appeared in front of their little girl and they thought maybe she might just want to play so there's lots of speculation that everything is just really happy and happy to be there um i talked about staff members feel a presence behind them or like somebody supervising them carrying out their duties Uh, They hear strange noises and footsteps pacing the hallways when no one's in that part of the hotel but them. Music, sometimes like old music, they can hear it like kind of drifting around the corridors. Doors sometimes have the ability to open shut and shut by themselves. And mists and apparitions are briefly seen out of the corners of their eyes. And I did not see any of that, but that young lady that we were speaking to did in fact say that she saw things specifically a mist it's thought that perhaps the area by the laundry room may have been a hotel casino at some point in time probably during the 1920s when the um, gangster guy was there Mm -hmm. and they have The employees have uneasy feelings of being watched by somebody that's very stern and doesn't agree with what's going on in the area and they think that might be the reverend possibly like scolding them for what that area was used for at one point. The second floor of the older wing and it says second floor here, but having seen it, it's actually the third floor and that's where she told us to go that that was where the most activity was. Cause I mentioned there had been that fire previously. That part of the building is actually one of the original parts. So it was one of the parts that didn't burn down and you have to walk up. And I immediately started taking pictures of that too. when we were wandering around. I was like, really creepy. There's a door with a window and you can see up to this super narrow stairway that just kind of leads up to a, it looks like a room, but there's nothing really up there. It was kind of, I would not stay up there. I don't think it was really creepy. So they think that there's definitely something up there. They hear lots of strange sounds coming from unused and locked guest guest rooms. Footsteps are heard walking up and down the hallways all the time. A male guest and his wife at one point were staying up there and they didn't want to continue staying in their room. They asked to be moved because they said they felt like there was someone else in there and they didn't, that spirit did not want them in that room. They heard whispering. The couple did. And then the last straw was when it felt like something really cold got on the bed with them and they were like, Nope, we're done. We need to stay somewhere else. I probably would have elected for the Holiday Inn. Not (laughs) sure. I would have wanted to go to just a different room. to a different room. Yeah. There's a spirit called the Lady in White. And she is a woman with a willowy dress that appears to be around the 1900s. She's always wearing a large hat that partially hides her face. And they see her on the second floor also of the building near the pool. And the pool's really cool. It's indoors, so you can use it all the time. We did not use it. She just didn't really have enough time with one day. Um, the Mary, the one of the ladies that worked there, the owner, she had her office on the second floor and the lady in white was seen standing or sitting in the chair on the balcony in front of Mary's office. So Mary eventually moved her office to a room near the lobby and the lady in white moved with her. So it's kind of a speculation that maybe she was in charge at some point And so she wants to be near where that is. There's a male guest who had a room right next to Mary's office. He woke up in the middle of the night and saw the lady in white standing at the foot of his bed. She was just looking at him and his wife while they slept. She then just casually turned and walked out of the room right through the door. Which I don't know how you could put a pink pants.
0: I mean, it doesn't sound like she's too threatening.
1: You know, you would have. I mean, it'd freak be freaky, out.
0: yeah, but I, I also think maybe she was drawn to Mary because it's like more feminine energy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be scared. There's also a... Uh, I'd just be more worried that it was a real human
0: <laughs> in my
1: room. Until she floated through the door. Right. And there have been delivery men that have said that they saw her looking at at them out of the second floor windows. And the reason why they know that it's not a normal person is, like I said, she's dressed in the turn of the century, 1900 clothing. It's very obvious that she does not. She's not from this time. And then I couldn't find it listed anywhere cause I even went back today to try and figure out what she was talking about. But a couple of the people at work there told us about a man in a top hat and they see the man in the top hat in the hotel, but she didn't know who he was and couldn't really give much more information. And I can't find any reference to anyone who was there who wore a top hat. So I think he might be one of the transient spirits.
0: I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that have been there at some point were top acts, especially like Great Depression times.
1: I'm sure, but she seemed to feel like he was around a lot, a lot. I don't know, it's kind of cool. There are some reviews that I found online. There's one woman who wrote, and this was recent, in February of 21, I've been here several times. The mineral bath and drinking of mineral water alone is very relaxing and refreshing. The first no. time I stayed the night, we had a man in a picture with our family that was not visible to our naked eyes. So they took a picture and there was someone else this in the one picture. This is in J- July of 2020. You skipped one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, once a ghost cat jumped on my head during the night in the King Queen suite, which is weird. Oh, I love that. A man's voice answered us on a tape recording one time. Another time I got locked in a bathroom, did not have a lock on the door. Oh, no, that would be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hate that. And she says that it was screen. on the quote gangster side of the building, so where the gangster was. Uh, she said she doesn't go there looking for paranormal activity. It just always seems to happen, which I thought was kinda cool. I went there looking and my stuff would work. That's I think cool. I tried too hard. Yeah, you just gotta chill.
0: It'll come. Yeah. Like with us at Mineral Springs, we weren't trying. No. You're we just sitting there having a normal <laughs> conversation about things and Boom. Boom. Just happens so on its so own. It'll happen when they want it to happen. Yeah. We are definitely gonna go back though because I did enjoy I did enjoy
1: the place.
2: You wanna read that one?
1: Because
0: skin sure. sure. dry oh. out. Like I just got all of the vodka in that one drink. <laughs> okay. So this is the one from February of twenty twenty one. It says it started as soon as we got there. My friend not knowing this was a haunted hotel booked a room in the original part on the third floor. Oh, man. So She didn't know she was staying in that most haunted part. (laughs) Across from one of the most noted haunted rooms. I was so excited being a person who loves paranormal chases. As soon as we got into the room, my friend's phone rings, and it shut off as soon as she picked it up. It showed missed call from her son. She called him back, asking what he needed, and he said that he never called. He didn't know what she was talking about. We then set a book out on a page we took note of and left. When we came back, it was on a different page. Then, at about 3 a.m., we were awoken by loud bangs right outside our door. We looked and saw nothing. The desk told us we were the only people on the third floor that night.
1: Spooky. That is spooky. Okay. So, one more. It says this is July of 20. Oh, no. I already read that one. (laughs) We're all caught up. All right. So, there are a few things that I don't know exactly what they were. And even though my EVP didn't work and I couldn't really get anything on the spirit box that I don't think I'm working properly And our room was super duper cold. So I wasn't really having any luck with my infrared Mm -hmm. thing because it just was everywhere. I pointed it, unless it was on one of us, it said like 67 because it was just freezing. Sorry, my throat's getting dry. So your dad ended up getting kind of congested because it's, with the pool being in the area, plus with all the mineral baths and everything, it was kind of a damp environment and he has really bad allergies and things. So at about nine, he decided he needed to take a Benadryl and it's (laughs) night-night real quick (laughs) after that for him. I take Benadryl every day, so it doesn't really bother me like that. He took it and within about 10 minutes was um, snoring loudly about 25, 30 minutes later, I heard what sounded like somebody banging on the front, on the front of our door, the one that was on the inside of the hotel. So I woke him up. I'm like, do you hear that? Cause it went on for, it was like 10, 15 seconds of like some rattling banging. He heard what he thought was like a big loud truck moving in front of the hotel but that's not possible on the small roads we were on. And I did not hear it. It was definitely coming from inside. I'm not sure what it was. Neither one of us could figure it out. And I don't know if he thought it was something different cause he was in that Benadryl, you know, dozing yeah. thing. So that was kind of freaky. I fell asleep at about midnight and you know how it is when I travel, I'm really prone to night terrors. So I had several right away. But this wasn't a night terror. This was later when I was deeper into REM sleep, which if you don't know anything about night terrors, they don't occur during REM sleep. That's just regular nightmares. And I woke up because I could not swallow. And I felt like there was like something around my throat. And I really felt like my throat was like being squeezed, but not physically squeezed. Almost like, you know, I don't know. You have asthma. So, you know, when you just feel like you can't breathe. And it really felt like it was coming from like something like constricting my throat. And so I woke your dad up again and he didn't get much sleep because I kept waking him up and it took a good five minutes before that feeling went away and I was able to fall back asleep. And I sat there for a while because I was kind of panicking, wondering if I was having some kind of allergic reaction to something or what the heck was going on. So I don't know what that was or that banging was. He says he felt like something was watching him all night, but that could also be because we knew it was supposedly haunted when we were there. I did try to talk to Ben through my EVP and we were in that part of the hotel. I think we were the only ones in that part of the hotel where he stays. So maybe he decided to come in later on that night and watch your dad sleep. I don't know. Maybe. It was kind of strange. Are you scared? I mean, I was never really scared, and I also never got that feeling that I get when I'm somewhere and I, like, we got that that feeling I always get when we're at Mineral Springs. There was never a time when we are there walking around investigating that I ever had that heavy feeling, which I felt was kind of, I thought was kind of odd, because if there are that many spirits there, I personally couldn't physically pick up on any of them. I didn't feel it except for that time when I was sleeping and that could have just been well, my I feel normal like we also feel stuff. that way when we're sitting down though like when we're just walking around in mineral springs we feel fine I did sit down we sat down on the stairs um, so when you walk up to the third floor there's also like a little a room up to the left that has like two or three steps and we sat on those for a while Violet's looking at something in the bedroom and I keep seeing something in the bedroom also. That's why I keep looking at her. I'm not sure is what's it like cat. No, it's not goaty. I'm not sure what it is, but her, ben. her and I and were both. <laughs> yeah. We don't want any Ben. Stop it. So she and I are both looking at the same thing. Probably a cat. We have 80. Maybe, maybe it's a cat. We'll go with cat. But I never, like when we were sitting up there and I was doing an EVP, I never, any, I never felt that energy change and maybe the energy there is just, maybe they're always around. So it feels the same. I don't know. I'm not saying there aren't ghosts because I was not there long enough to make any kind of an actual educated conclusion about that. I personally, other than the banging, which could have been a truck. I don't think it was never really felt anything. I wanted to. And I, again, I wanted to a lot. Maybe I wanted to too much. Mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Probably happens to all the people who don't think it's haunted going in there. Right. And just go in. There was a, a people doing a, um, look like a bridal shower, like a bachelorette party, which would be a super cute idea. Mm-hmm. They were getting their little mineral bath and stuff. I would like for us to go back another time and try and see what we can figure out. You got to take me on the good luck charm. Yeah. And I feel like you and I have a <laughs> lot of good luck together. Because I'm trying to convince Emma, I think we might have some witchy powers. I really do. We don't. Whatever.
0: We watched The Craft a couple oh, weeks whatever. ago, and like <laughs> ever since, been, she thinks that we're like Nancy and whatever Neve Campbell's name is. Her name's Nev. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell's name is, not that I thought we were witches for a long time. Don't even be blaming it on The Craft. All I know is, if we are, I don't want to be craft witches because
1: no, that didn't work out got Craig, right? <laughs> Just a couple of them. <laughs> not nice to each other. I think it'd be pretty cool. I have been, I'm gonna tell you guys something. I'm gonna be very vulnerable for a minute and try not to think I'm too crazy, but I have it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and every once in a while I try to open myself up a little bit spiritually and try to and was rolling her eyes at me. And try to see if I can um sense something, feel something. So Started a few weeks ago. We were at an outdoor show and the moon was really bright, and I was like, "Mm, "Maybe I'm gonna like slowly try to try to make myself more open." And since then, I have, and which is weird. You would think I would have picked up on some things at the hotel. Since then, I've been seeing a lot of shadow movement out of my periphery, which is kind of spooky and freaky, and it happens a lot throughout the day. And I, this (laughs) this is going to sound so crazy, but I have been using public restrooms with the auto flush and (laughs) at several different places. I know once I walk out of there, no matter where I'm at, what restroom I'm in, it flushes when you get done using the restroom. And then again, when I walk out every single time and I don't know what the hell that's about. It is a very scary situation. Emma's neutralizing a cat thread again. Violet's on one. She's been nipped up. I don't recall giving her catnip. All right, you back? Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) So I don't know what's going on with the whole double flushing, but it makes me feel like there's something around me, by me, near me all the time, and I'm kind of freaking out. I don't know. I
0: don't approve. You don't, don't a, leave it at that. You don't approve of what? We did an episode, <laughs> literally, about someone who was being plagued by an entity for years. And after that, you thought,
1: I want to be open. Well, but yeah, but that doesn't mean you're inviting an entity to come. You're inviting everything. You don't choose. Yes, you do. You set intentions. That
0: doesn't always matter. Mom,
1: sometimes it does. No, it does <laughs> not. <laughs> Well, I'm going to try and shut off the toilet ghost because I feel like it needs to go away. It's kind of scary. It happened at work the other day. I told you that. I used three different stalls and throughout the day, and it happened in all of them. So maybe maybe there was just some problem that day. Who knows? Maybe the toilets were in the fritz. I mean, these toilets are weird, anyways. Half the time you stand up, and it doesn't even flush. I just found it odd that it was about the same time every time. It's just weird. It's like, I don't know. Because it's being nice and helping you force it <laughs> Yeah. I'll report back later, at a later date, if anything changes. We are um starting, I'm starting a new thing. I'm going to call it Cryptic Corner. And it's going to be a little teeny tiny segment where we talk about different cryptids. And I'm trying to find ones. I don't like that I'm I getting some credit for this. You didn't come up with the name. No,
0: but I've wanted to do cryptid okay. episodes for
1: since the beginning of this podcast inception. Okay, well, we're doing it now. <laughs> so, we're going to have one cryptid, and I'm trying to start with ones that I don't think a lot of people know about. And we're going to take a really quick break, and when we get back, we will do our first one. We are back, and I'm going to tell you about this cryptid. I think we have a cryptid in our front yard. Are you going to expand? <laughs> He's going to... Dun, dun, dun. He's going to no. leave people waiting. What First the heck? First of all, we have... Bones.
0: Bones. Yeah. That just, like, randomly appear in our front yard. and Giant femurs. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, big animal bones. Oh. Oh, cat fight. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> we have bones, and my bedroom... Window is like directly in our front yard, and we live right next to the woods. And I, I swear, some nights I hear crazy shit out there. There, are, yeah, there's some. Sounds. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we hear coyotes all the time. At this point, I know what a coyote sounds like. I know what an owl sounds like. I had to close my window. <laughs> I had to close my window the other night because the sound freaked me out so bad. I couldn't tell what it was. My Godiva was going crazy. My cat, she was going berserk. And it always freaks me out when animals respond to it too, because I'm like, what the Yeah. Well And
1: I mean, it was
0: like two in the morning, so I'm like, what the fuck? And the next day we found
1: a ball <laughs> in our front really white, like, like super bleached. like Like yeah. And you can
0: tell that it's not like a Halloween decoration because it has like No, it's real. I have a touch of my
1: hands. And it it looks like something sucked the marrow out. And of it. it's been moved. Mm-hmm. Not well, by me, because I'm not touching no, it. No,
0: I haven't touched it. I took a picture of it, but it's definitely been moved. Like when we first saw it, it was on, like, the left side of the tree. Now it's, like, in the f-
1: right front of the tree. I even tried to do some investigating online to see if it was, like, a dog bone, you know, like you could buy online. But those are all, like, meat-flavored, so they're brown. Mm-hmm. And, this like, is also white. noticeably, like, dog bones. You can tell. I don't know, though. It's so
0: white. It makes me wonder if it's It's fake. white, but it's not. It's rigid, and there's, like, gray areas. It's creepy. Yeah. So, we might <laughs> have a chupacabra
1: <laughs> in our woods maybe well this cryptid is not living in our front yard but the sightings of it are supposedly what inspired the movie et oh my gosh i love et so much and also the pokemon sableye it inspired like et himself now it inspired Steven spielberg i believe to do et i don't know yeah did he like model et after this yeah that's what they're thinking and possibly it says the Denzians from Call of Duty Black Ops to zombies. I don't know what they look like, but I'm, yeah. we'll see. Okay, so there were dozen, uh, dozens of eyewitnesses to the incidents, which included two families present at the farmhouse and other people in the area. So other civilians, some who had no connection to the farmhouse, so they had, or the families had no reason to lie, and even one in another state. Perhaps most significantly, are the of the witnesses include several local policemen and a state trooper who saw and heard strange phenomena, such as unexplained lights in the night sky and noises. The same night,
2: the seven yes. people,
1: <laughs> the seven people present in the farmhouse claim that they were terrorized by an unknown number of creatures similar to gremlins, which have since been referred to as the Hopkinsville goblins. That's what they're referred to today. So that's our cryptid. The residents of the farmhouse described them as around three feet tall. Oh my God, that's not a Gremlin. With upright pointed ears. Gremlins are like the size of a Great Value water bottle. Well, these are bigger. (laughs) Thin limbs. It said the being's legs were said to be almost non-functional or devolved, even in a state of atrophy. The long arms and claw-like hands ended with talons. The creatures were either silvery in color or wearing something metallic, which would indicate they had a really high degree of intellect if they were fashioning (laughs) clothing (laughs) clothing made of metal. (laughs) No, they they came in their battle gear, man. Their movements on occasion seemed to defy gravity. They floated above the ground, appeared in high places, and they, quote, walked with a swaying motion as though wading through water. So, very swayy cats with their sassy butts. Although the creatures never entered the house, they would pop up at the windows and at the doorway, waking up the children in the house and, of course, causing a hysterical frenzy. The families fled the farmhouse in the middle of the night to the local police station and Sheriff Russell Greenwell noted they were visibly shaken. Well, duh. The families returned to the farmhouse with Sheriff Greenwell and 20 officers yet the occurrences continued. Police saw evidence of the struggle and damage to the house, as well as seeing strange, lights and hearing noises themselves. The witnesses additionally claimed to have used firearms to shoot the creatures with little or no effect. And the house and surrounding grounds were extensively damaged during the incident. Additionally, the family packed up and left at 3:30 in the morning because the creatures came back and continued to harass them. Sadly, because in their terror, and when they were <laughs> when they were fleeing for their lives, no one stopped to take a picture. So we don't have any photos of the op- Hopkinsville
0: goblins. Even if I'm scared, that picture's getting taken.
1: Yeah, no pictures, but there are some um, crude sketches online you can look up where people have like
2: what, what they see. Yeah, like what, what they every think other they look like
1: that hasn't been photographed. The a few of them that I looked at kind of reminded me of like. Um, it's that swamp thing or like the creature from the black lagoon kind of like that uh, yeah and a gills not quite that large but it just depends on who's drawing the picture but they all they're kind of creepy not gonna lie
0: what do they like compare them to gremlins when gremlins are like so cute and
1: tiny no not from Gremlins. gremlins gizmo was so cute Guess I was not a gremlin. Mowgli,
0: whatever. Mowgli. Who but are The you? other gremlins aren't ugly. I mean, they're scary. Ew, they're
1: slimy and green. But they're also not thick. three feet tall. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> like that's horrifying. That's like human child height. It is really scary. One of the theories I read online was that apparently, and I don't know if this makes it scarier. I think it might make it scarier. Said they thought it might be some species of giant owl that lives in that area. Like some giant horned owl. Yeah. What the hell? Have you ever seen those? Apparently they're super protective of their nests. And so they will like come at you. Yeah. They're gonna come at me and like knock on my window when I'm sleeping. And also they wouldn't
0: look like atrophied.
1: I mean, I don't know, but
0: But I I know I can picture the owls that they're talking about, the ones that are huge and like A three foot tall owl stops.
1: Yeah. No. No, no. I don't know if they're ever three feet tall, but they're huge. That's terrifying. I hate that. I would, I think I'd rather take my Where chances did this happen? with the, um, there's a link on there. Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, of course. In Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to insinuate. Leave Kentucky alone. I mean, it's just weird. Why would that inspire E.T.? I guess because... E.T.'s. E.T. was so friendly. Yeah, he wasn't terrifying at all. Such but... a cutie. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our first cryptid corner. Mm-hmm. You can do the next one if you want, since we're going to team up and do some spooky stuff. Since it's... Yeah, we have some, we're going to start planning some stuff for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we do have another listener story today, and this is actually from one of my coworkers. She shared this with me about a week and a half ago. So she has a paranormal story and it's not scary. Like most of the ones we cover, it's actually really sweet. If you have a paranormal story, please share, but this is from Krista and thank you for sharing Krista and thank you for listening. Her and I talk about our podcast a lot and I really appreciate her listening to it. Mm -hmm. So here's Krista's story. She says a few years back and I am doing this from memory. So Krista, forgive me if I get some of the details, not quite 100% how you told me, I tried to be as accurate as possible. A few years back, my husband's sister was involved in a horrible accident that left her in a coma. The family spent as much time with her at the hospital as possible and hoped for the best outcome. During this time, we did not get together for family gatherings like we had in the past. It just felt wrong to celebrate when she she could not be there. Flash forward to two years later, and sadly, my sister-in-law passed away from her injuries and never really came out of her coma. We all got together at my house, my husband, and my house to celebrate her life and remember her. This was the first family gathering since the accident. And we were all so happy to be together, but sad for the reason. As we stood around the kitchen, talking and sharing stories about her, a funny thing began to happen. Every time someone mentioned her name, the ice machine on the refrigerator would malfunction, and shoot ice cubes onto the floor. The first few times it happened, we all just assumed it was a broken, it was broken. But after a while it became obvious that it was only in response to her name. A few years later, my husband's father passed away and we were once again gathering in the kitchen, actually I believe this was last year, in the kitchen of our home to celebrate and remember them. We were all just casually talking about my daughter's senior year and all of the amazing things that she was going to do. And I said, you know who would really have loved seeing this? My sister-in-law and my father-in-law, she said their names so they couldn't remember. As soon as I was finished saying it, the ice machine sent tons of ice cubes spilling onto the floor. It went on for quite a while before it finally stopped. And they were like over there, kind of banging on it like, stop. <laughs> it left a pile of ice behind. I've always thought that maybe that was them both telling us that they were right there with us and they were really excited to see my daughter's amazing senior year also, which is really sweet. Shed doesn't happen ever any other time. Mm-hmm. They don't have a faulty ice machine. It's literally only been those few occasions. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. And I'm really sorry for all your losses, Krista. She's one of my favorite people. Very, very sweet. So that's all of the actual plan material I have. Anything you want to throw into the mix? Oh, well, since our last,
0: no. Is the last time we talked, was dog involved in the mm-hmm. potato search? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs>
1: Now they're they've switched to the Appalachians. Yeah,
0: they do have a team there, because as we know, apparently he survived three months in the Appalachians
1: by himself. Well, and there was a guy that was driving through there, right by North Carolina, that said that he talked
0: to him. Something. He turned it over to the FBI, I know. and it sounds
1: credible. Um,
0: and he said he didn't realize until after, and then like was really freaked out. Yeah, we'll see if that goes anywhere. I hope it does. Um, his sister is in some deep shit right yeah. now. What a bitch. I almost feel like um because, like everything that we're getting that is like damning evidence against his family is coming from their attorney. Yeah. I and think I almost feel like he might be like in over his head. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't I mean just think like there are very very few attorneys that have to deal with a case that's this complex and yeah. this high volume and I can only imagine that it is probably
1: really draining probably but he should then just write a script and only read that also find it very weird that like all of these correspondence that he's giving people are
0: via text message (laughs) like dude you should probably just like do
1: a press conference maybe what the hell is maggie looking at Maggie just stopped and did a whole... Maggie's another one of our cats. And she <laughs> just stopped and did a whole thing where she was tracing, tracking something that was like floating along the ceiling. Well, there ain't nothing there. <sighs> I don't know. I'm hoping that by next week's episode, we have some
0: closure. Yeah. Yeah. Some news. Better news to share. It's just... I uh, th- uh, Those people are terrible. But I think, if anything, I... Dis- the fact that this search has gone on for so long kind of proves to me that he is definitely alive. Now. Oh yeah, or they think he is for sure. Yeah,
1: and they're not giving up.
0: And they found out that that phone that they found because the burner. We, we know that they bought him a burner phone that he conveniently left behind.
2: Speaking was of Tony 100% Soprano, one hundred
1: percent like a red herring.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I think all of it's staged. I think they're yeah. doing all all of the things they've done. They're like criminal masterminds. I know. I was watch. I've been watching a lot of uh, live streams from like
0: journalists who are like anytime big news happens they'll do like two-hour live streams just talking about the information and one of them made a really good point where it's like they are treating this like they have gone through this before right how many bodies like how are they so like obviously it's
1: horrible but they are handling it like freaking geniuses they have drone footage of them outside today gardening like it was yeah. just any other they're not worried about their they that's the thing a single word they're not worried about their son no. they're not behaving like people who like are worried growing. their husband or their husband their son is hurt right They she was wearing this gardening hat and they're like planting flowers and mm-hmm. things that's not if knock on wood if one of you guys were missing I would not be able to do anything but hunt for you and search yeah, for you. Yeah, and I would hope that you'd be joining the search. Ordering freaking Dunkin' Donuts and putting on my sun hat. What the yeah. hell? For Psychos. They Jesus. Do, they are treating it like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're not They're not expecting his body to be found. Oh, no. They're not grieving parents. They're sociopaths. Every one of you. If you're listening, first of all, <laughs> turn this off. It's not for you. No, second of all, welcome here. fuck you. You suck. Yeah. Ugh, and you might be
0: going Lord. to jail. So I, I hope we so. have the last few days of freedom.
1: <laughs> I hope so. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. This one went a little longer than I thought, but I had a good time. We're going to try and do some more. Hopefully in the next week or so, we're going to try and do some more in-person things. I'm trying to work on some. So your stomach growing? Maybe. We also <laughs> might be having like, another guest join us, too. Yeah. To talk about some
0: both true crimey, paranormal, combined type things. Yeah, we're
1: finding there's a lot of definitely a lot of overlay um, between the two. Like, I started, I was going to do a totally different story this week. And I was researching what I thought was going to be a paranormal story. And I was like, this sounds like a really a true crime story. So I stopped researching and passed it on. So I mean, when Emma. you think about it, like a lot of true crime has to happen in order for paranormal
0: to happen yeah. in the future. So,
1: but. all right. Well, until next time, thank you for listening to Monsters and Mixers podcast. Please go online. Check out our merch. Yep, check out our merch. Buy some (laughs) shirts and stuff. Like, follow, rate, do all those really awesome things that help us get noticed by more people because the more people listen, the better we feel about ourselves and the more (laughs) we get to do it. And you can push us out
0: into the algorithm to get more people in here.
1: If you don't follow us on Twitter or Facebook, do so because we're going to do a contest um, next week where if you share a post... We're going to put you in a contest where you can win some merch. So that's really super fun. But until next time, get out there and meet some ghosts and make some toasts.